Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Caroline. I'm delighted to have... Chris. Meridians. (laughs) Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. Today we'll be talking about portraits, self-portraits, and our opinions on them. So what do you guys think? What do you guys prefer? Would you rather have a portrait of Socrates by Rembrandt or a photograph of Socrates? We would rather have a portrait of Socrates. A portrait. And why is that? A portrait of Socrates because it will reveal more details and history. It looks better. We all take a portrait, we'd be more approachable on our wanting to have known Socrates. And usually photographs are like in black and white, and you really can't see all like the detail and everything. But with a portrait, most of them are, are in color. So when you have the portrait with you, it's like, okay, you can see almost every detail in the painting. Okay. And what would the portrait reveal like compared to the photograph? Little details here and there. You can see like pretty much almost everything. Like for like, let's say that like the color of the clothes, the area they're in. Like if you just have like a black and white picture, you're really not going to see much or know where they are. Obviously you have like little stuff like the trees and stuff. Yeah, there is more details. It's still yeah, I, detail. I yeah, I get you. Me personally, I'd prefer having a portrait too. Because you can do it on, like, different mediums and all that. And I feel like you can see the texture in a, in a portrait and kind of feel it compared to a photograph. Um, would, this okay, make, so- <laughs> would, you, would you be more likely or less likely to want to anything by Rembrandt? Rembrandt? Yeah. Well, he was a Dutch. He was a Dutch parent that lived in the 17th century, and he was considered one of the greatest artists of all time. He was known for his realism, his lights and shadow, and his emotional depth. So, if he was like, he revealed a lot of stuff with his paintings. Like, and I mean, a lot of stuff. If you look, if, if we just look at like his old paintings, it's like wow. He always yeah. Faced- he always faced like financial and personal struggles as well. And he started like painting at like a really young age too. And he quickly gained his reputation and skill from like commissioned paint from like commissioned um portraits, landscapes, and even historical scenes. Okay. His famous painting was like the his famous painting was called The Night Watch. It de- it depicted a group of soldiers preparing for battle. And the painting is notable for its use of lights and showers, which creates a sense of drama and movement. So we will be more likely to want it. Okay. And what can you guys tell me about portraits? Like, what is a portrait? A portrait is a representation or likeness of a person. Typically capturing their appearance, expression, and personality. 
It aims to convey that individuals' physical fetters, character, and often their emotional state. Portraits can be created through various art forms, such as painting, drawing, sculpture, photography, or even digital mediums. Traditionally, portraits were commissioned by individuals, families, or institutions to commemorate significant figures or loved ones. They were often displayed in homes, galleries, or public spaces to honor or represent specific individuals. Portraits can range from realistic and detailed representations to more abstract or interpretive depictions. They can be created in different styles, such as realistic, impressionistic, abstract, or even caricatured. The choice of style depends on the artist's intention, artistic vision, and the desired impact they aim to achieve. In modern times, portrait continues to be a popular subject in art, photography, and digital media. These serve various purposes, including personal and family keepsakes, capturing the essence of a person, documenting historical figures, or exploring their identity and representation. Portrait can also be seen as a form of storytelling, reflecting the subject life and experiences. Overall, a portrait captures the essence of an individual by focusing on their physical characteristic, emotion, and inner world, allowing viewers to have a glimpse into the subject's personality and humanity. Damn, okay. Well, I know there's other portraits, like self-portraits. And self-portraits are a form of art where the artist creates a representation of themselves using different mediums. Self-portraits can be created throughout history and they have been used for various reasons. For instance, some artists create self-portraits to explore their self-identity, while use while others use self-portraits to document their physical appearance. One of the earliest examples of, of self-portraits dates back to ancient Egypt, where pharaohs would commission artists to create portraits of themselves. In the Renaissance period, self-portraits became more popular and artists like Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo created self-portraits to document their physical appearance. Self-portraits can be created using different mediums such as painting, drawing, photography, and sculpture. Each medium has its unique characteristics which can be used to convey different messages. For instance, a painting can be used to convey emotions while a photograph can be used to document physical appearance. Creating a self-portrait can be challenging can be a challenging task as the artist has to capture their likeness accurately. However, self-portraits can also be a rewarding experience as they allow the artist to explore their self-identity and express themselves creatively. In conclusion, self-portraits are a form of art that has been created throughout history. They can be created using different mediums, such as paintings, drawing, photography, and sculpture. Self-portraits can be used to various can be used for various reasons, such as exploring self-identity and documenting physical appearance. Creating a self-portrait can be a challenging task, but it can also be a rewarding experience. Would you guys ever do a self-portrait of yourself? 
Yeah. Yep. I wouldn't paint it. I'll ask someone else to paint it for me because I'm not like, a really good artist or anything. But yeah, I would. So you would commission someone? Yeah, I would, to be honest yeah. with you. Like the pharaohs? The pharaohs? Yeah, they, they commissioned artists. Pretty, yeah, they, yeah, I would. Would you would you commission them to do it like abstract or anything like that? Like, would you have any like specific details for them? It depends. Abstract is really I th- probably abstract. That sounds like really really cool, and it's like it bends like reality as we know yeah. it. Okay. What about you? My dream. Yes. Yeah. What do you think? Would you would you do a self portrait of yourself? I would do a self-portrait of myself, not abstract. Okay. And would you do it, like, in color? I would do it in color. Black and white is less details. And color would give more vibrance and more details. Well, I don't think black and white necessarily, like, reduces your details. I I just feel like it doesn't pop out as much. You know? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes black and white can, like, it fits with, like, noir, like, that fits with, like, really good, but, like, abstract really isn't noir, it's more, like, colorful and pretty and weird, but, yeah, it depends on the theme, but, like, for a self-portrait, it should be mostly in color. Yeah, it should be in color. Okay. Well, um, what do we think about Socrates' life work? Okay, so Alfred Steiglitz was an influential photographer. No, no I, I said, said Socrates. So so yeah, that is. I great. have a really good point for the Socrates. They're, 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 they were one like the great philosophers, like ever. They were like around since like the Athens, the Greece. They lived around there during the fifth century before Christ. They spent most of their time like teaching and questioning the beliefs of others. So like. I guess, like, their teachings focused on the importance. Of, they, most of their teachings were, like, focused around self-knowledge, wisdom, and moral integrity. So most of their art, it's, like, it's really good. It's really, really interesting on in what they do. But, like, they don't really write any of their teachings down. What they usually do is, like, they usually write from, like, their students, like, Plato and Xenophon. Like, they spend so much time, they always spend so much time in public spaces, engaging with other people, and they're willing to listen to them to, you know, build their art and build their story. One of the fam- the one of the most famous Socrates involved his trial and execution in 399 BC. He was accused of corrupting the youth and not believing in the gods of the Athens. Instead of defending himself, he chose to accept the charges and was sentenced to death. Even though, like, he died and, and despite his tragic end, he, Socrates has had a lasting effect on Western philosophy. His ideas um, brought self-improvement and the importance of questioning one's own belief, and people continue to study and debate to his day. His life and work serve as a reminder to the power, to the power of critical thinking and the pursuit of truth. Okay. His one, I think one of his famous paintings was, um, let's it was the death of Socrates, which was pretty much 
everybody finding out he was dead. It it was an oil painting, oil canvas painting. Can you describe it to me? Uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was an oil painting by a French painter named Louis. Uh, I'm gonna probably say this wrong. Jaquist Louis David. It was painted in 1787. Okay. And just depicts him like everybody like around the yes. crate freaking out like oh my god, and you see some old man like leaning over like what like what the hell happened? It's a yeah. very like strong. At the, at the like uh, all the way on the right of the painting, everyone looks kind of like devastated. Yeah, and then the left is like, like depressing. And then on the left, I think is like where he is like, and there you can see people in the back like waving by. Yeah. Like, some, of them, like, some of them look happy. Some of them look surprised, depressed. It's like a lot of different emotions going on. Yeah, some of them can't even look at him. There's also like a lot of like, like back to the portrait or the photo or the, or the photographs. There's a lot of detail in, in the painting with the colors and everything. Yeah. Okay. So, what do we think about um, Alfred? Okay, so Alfred Stieglitz was an influential photographer, art promoter, and gallery owner who played a significant role in shaping the development of modern art in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. Here are some key points about his life and work. Early life. Alfred Stieglitz was born on January 1st, 1864 in Hoboken, New Jersey. He developed an interest in photography at a young age and received his first camera at 17. Photography career. Stieglitz began his photography career with scenic and documentary images, but soon moved it toward a more artistic and introspective approach. He aimed to elevate photography as a recognized art form. Three, publication and editorship. In 1883, Stieglitz established the Photographic Society of Philadelphia and started publishing his photographs and international journals. He later became the editor of Camera Notes, a journal that promoted artistic photography. Photosecession Movement Stieglitz co-founded the Photosecession Movement in 1902 which aimed to establish photography as a legitimate artistic medium. The movement emphasized pictorialism and approach that used photography to create images with an artistic, painterly quality rather than merely documenting reality. 291 Gallery Stieglitz opened the 291 Gallery in New York City in 1905 which became a hub for modern art and showcased the work of prominent art, artists and photographers. The gallery also hosted exhibitions of avant-garde European artists like Picasso, Matisse, and Cézanne. Camera Work Stieglitz started publishing the renowned photography journal Camera Work in 1903. The journal featured the work of not notable photographers and included essays on photography as art. It became influential in shaping modern photo, modern photography, equivalence, and abstract photography. Cyclic series equivalence, 1922 to 1935, was an exploration of abstract photography. 
He captured cloud formations as metaphors for emotional states, employing photography as a means of expressing his inner thoughts and feelings. Later life and legacy, Spaglitz continued to promote modern art until his death in 1946. His influence on photography was profound as he pushed for its recognition alongside all the fine arts. His support and advocacy played a crucial role in paving the way for future photographers to explore the artistic potential of the medium. Alfred Steiglitz's work and efforts had a lasting impact on the appreciation and acceptance of photography as a legitimate art form and continue to inspire photographers and artists today. That's what I know about Alfred Steiglitz. Wow, good job. Do you guys know the difference between portrait photography versus portraiture? No? Okay, let me let me educate you guys. So a self-portrait is a form of art that has been around for centuries. It involves creating an image of one's self using different mediums such as painting, drawing, sculpture, and photography. Almost the same as a self-portrait. So the history of self-portraiture can be traced back to ancient times. The earliest known self-portrait was created by the Egyptian pharaoh Akhenate. I don't know how to pronounce that. In the 14th century BC, during the Renaissance, self-portraits became more common. The artists such as Albrecht Dürer and Rembrandt creating self-portraits that were both personal and expressive. Self-portraiture continued to be popular in the following centuries with artists such as Frida Kahlo and Vincent van Gogh using self-portraits to explore their emotions and experiences. Mm. Self-portraits can be created using different mediums, which it, which with its unique characteristics, painting is perhaps painting is a perhaps most common medium used to create self-portraits. Usually, when painting, they use oil, acrylic, watercolor, and other types of paint. Drawing is another popular medium, with artists using charcoal, pencil, ink, and other materials to create. Self-portraitures. With all these mediums, they they express themselves very well, and it's always super detailed, especially with sculptures. Sculptures, they're like, they can be whatever size, and they can even be lifelike. And they use clay, stone, and metal to create three-dimensional representations of themselves. Self-portraitures is significant in contemporary art for several reasons. First, it allows artists to explore their identity, emotions, and experiences in a personal and intimate way. Self-portraits can be powerful ways to express one's feelings and experiences. Let me see what else I can find on, um, on the photography part. Honestly, I think portrait photography is kind of like a selfie. Yeah. So you think both portrait photography and versus portraiture is like a selfie? Yeah, I think like the photography portion would be like a selfie or like a photo of somebody else. Like, like a portrait like painting, drawing. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you put yourself on canvas. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. So let's let's say like we were like in the jungle, right? And I bought my camera and I just took a photo of you. That would be an example of portrait photography. Yeah. But let's say I like decided to draw you instead. That would be portraiture. That's that's correct. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And what would you guys prefer? Do you guys prefer a photo or a drawing? I would prefer a photo in color. In color? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I prefer a photo, even though, like, even though, like, drawings are nice. Like, I'm not saying drawings are, like, bad or anything. Just yeah. come up a nice drawing of, like, yourself or someone else. But I'd rather have a photo. Okay. And who would you want that photo by? Like, who would take that photo? What what artist would you want to take that photo? Ooh, that's a hard. That's, a, that's hard. Uh, Picasso. Picasso. Why Picasso? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why Picasso? He's one of the best. He's one of the best artists out there, or was one of the favorite? best artists out there. Is he your favorite? From here, probably. He's a good one, yeah. He is um, among my favorites. Yeah, he's really good, honestly. Mm. Like, you cannot tell me to look at pain, but, like, damn. That's yeah. all. Like, you can't, like, tell me that. For sure. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us so much today. Um, I'm Marissa. Chris and... Caroline. <laughs> I appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or whatever you or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon and remember to stay curious. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.